Hey, this is Katie speaking live on the Live True Podcast. Welcome. Every episode, we will talk about what it means to live true to the calling God has on your life and mine, and in the big four categories of life, faith, finances, fitness, family, and friends. I'm your host, author, speaker, and coach, kidnapping survivor, daughter of the Most High God, follower of Jesus, wife to Brian, former homeschooling mother of two sons whom we adore, San Diego native, currently living in Nashville, and I want to connect with you at katiespeaking.com, K-A-T-I-E-S-P-E-A-K-I-N-G.com, and the verse which is leading it all, Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Then you will call on me and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek with all of your heart. This is the Katie Speaking Live True Podcast. Hey, I'm Katie, and I'm so excited that you're here with me today. It is an absolute honor and a joy to get to say, hey. <laughs> and get to know you a little bit. Um, my background, how I came to Christ. Let me just jump right in because I want you to live from a place of uh, who you truly are. So, so for you to do that, I need to share with you who I truly am. And I'm so excited to do that with you. So thank you for the honor and let's jump right in. Uh, so my background, uh, summer before I entered sixth grade, I got baptized. It was the third time I got baptized. Um, I now know I didn't need to be baptized three times, but I didn't know that then. And I just remember being like, I know I need forgiveness from Jesus. And God gave me a desire to read the Bible that summer. I was with my grandmother in New Mexico that summer. I'm actually from San Diego um, and I live in Nashville now with my family. I have a husband and two young adult sons. Um, we'll get into all of that. I can't wait to tell you more about my journey with them. They are uh, just such gifts in my life. Uh, but when I went back to San Diego um, at the end of the summer and went back to school, I was starting sixth grade at a middle school. Um, I was so excited. I really wanted it to be like the best year of my life and uh, disobeyed my mom one morning. <laughs> Great way to start the best year of your life, right? Um, but I I was uh, wanting to contribute to my class. We were doing a competition at the school for whose class could crush the most cans. And so we were going to be crushing cans before school. Um, long story short, I ended up disobeying my mom, leaving for school early, walked to school alone against all advice she had given me. Not that I, we lived in a terrible area, but it's just not wise to walk alone places. And, uh, unfortunately, completely out of nowhere, I was followed, I was kidnapped and I was raped on the hillside behind my middle school. Um, and I remember praying through that experience, to be honest with you, I was praying through that experience and I was asking God, please, God, I will do anything you want me to do. If you will just let me get to school today. Um, that was my prayer and, you know, you can't bargain with God, but <laughs> in my 11 year old mind, I was like, just help me. And I remember this one point, um, just having this sense of peace that God was with me, even though I was physically in a very, very dangerous situation. Um, I was knocked out at one point. I did scream for help at one point. 
Um, but the help that I got was that for whatever reason, the perpetrator allowed me to be released. He allowed me to go to school. Um, he literally disappeared. I never saw him again. I heard a story, uh, later about what happened to him. And maybe I'll share that with you at some point, but, um, but what was amazing was God used that event to be a turning point in my life. Like he also allowed it to raise a bunch of questions of what kind of a woman I was going to be and would I allow this event to define me? I struggled with questions like, since I've been so hurt by a man, does that mean I'm going to become a lesbian and hate men? Or since I've been so, you know, damaged goods, like everybody in my school knew that this happened to me because I walked back into the school campus and my hair was a mess. And I was just, I mean, I, I, I had just been raped in the bushes and I looked like it and I was crying and everyone in school knew they all knew. And so another question that I really wrestled with is what is my identity? Is it what other people see me as and, or is it what Jesus sees me as? And by the grace of God, uh, the detective who handled my case was a Christian and um, he was, he and his wife were part of this amazing church that had an amazing youth group started in seventh grade. I was all in, I was started volunteering right away um, because God had already put a love for himself in my heart um, from a very young age. And I might talk more about my upbringing and more about my testimony, but for now, what I want you to know is that Jeremiah 29, 11 says, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. You will seek me and find me when you seek with all of your heart. And so that is one of my life verses. Um, the pastor and his wife, uh, my seventh grade year, and the detective and his wife, they actually all signed my 13th birthday card. And they put that verse in there. And I'd never read that verse before. And it became my life verse. And it still is. And so I just want to encourage you that God has a purpose and a plan for your life and that it's not to harm you, it's to prosper you. And we are going to be challenged. I I feel like I'm challenged on a daily basis to, if I, am I going to believe that God's plans are good and am I going to um, trust him with that? And I can say uh, with confidence that you can always go to God and pour out your heart. Your feelings are not your enemies. Your feelings are indicator lights on the dashboard of your soul. And you get to take those feelings to God and you get to say, what does this mean? Where did these come from? How can I process them? We'll be getting into all of that as we go. I I do. Um, I'm not a certified biblical counselor, but I do. Um, I do counsel people unofficially. I am a, a life and business coach. I'm a certified life and business coach. I have over a thousand hours uh, coaching people and a very strong reputation for getting results. Um, so we'll be getting into that too. You know, how do you, how, what is the, the blend of the sovereignty of God, the providence of God, the purpose of God and goal planning and vision setting? We'll get into all that. We'll talk about the big four categories of life, which are faith, fitness, family relationships, and finances. And I'm just so excited about it. <laughs> We'll talk about how to make each of those a priority. We'll talk about parenting and marriage and dating because I'm passionate about all of those things. And I, I truly believe that I am called to be a voice in this generation. And maybe you feel that way too. And I just want to say, if you feel called to be a voice of truth and hope to this generation, the answer is yes. Go ahead and just put the crown on <laughs> or put the t-shirt on that says I'm, I'm called to be a voice because um, it's true. You are like, you would not want to do that if God was not at work in you. 
You just wouldn't. So let me just say, Ubrah, go for it, girl uh, or man. Uh, you are called to be a voice of truth, to be a voice of the message of God for such a time as this through the words of scripture. And so high fives on all of that. Um, so this is supposed to be like an introduction. <laughs> uh, and I just want you to know that we are going to have a really good time together. I consider it a huge honor to get to spend this time with you. And I want to hear from you. I want to know what's on your heart, what's on your mind, um, what's challenging you these days when it comes to walking and living truly in Christ. Um, A couple of areas that I've had victory in, in addition to recovering from sexual trauma is childhood sexual abuse, um, staying married, even in difficult circumstances. Um, We've had success in finances, and then we've had challenges in finances, We've had success in fitness and health, and we've had challenges. Um, Both my husband and I have had autoimmune diseases. I'm fully recovered from mine. He's still recovering from his. Mine was endometriosis. His is lupus. And thankfully, we didn't have them at the same time, but that's part of our journey. Um, We were huge Dave Ramsey fans. We are big Dave Ramsey fans, although I don't listen to him as much as at present. Um, But we're big fans of just looking at where we are at and saying, okay, God, what is, what is it you're taking us into? What do we need to work on right now? But even more than that, and this is really important. I want you and me to get really good at receiving the love that God has for us, because in doing that, we will have something to offer others. So I could go on and on about different things that we could go into. Um, I'm a former homeschooling mom. I said I would never do that. And then I did for like 12 years. I loved it. And it, and it truly was one of the best seasons of my life. And we can talk about why that was um, because I didn't start out that way. I was one of those people who said I would never be a homeschooling mom. Um, we also, as a family, did family ministry together and worked with people from all over the world. We moved to the Middle East for a season. We took internet. Uh, we took high school students from America, from East Tennessee at the high school where my husband was teaching Spanish and coaching football. We actually did a mission trip with them to Guatemala and worked in an orphanage. We took our sons with us. They were seven and nine at the time. And so we've done a lot of things and um, have a lot of experiences, and I'm just here to give back. I wish somebody had been speaking into my life. I wish somebody had said, hey, I was raped and this is what happened, and or that I struggled with um, you know, compulsive overeating. That was one of my struggles, and, and the Lord broke me of that and healed me of that and taught me a new way of doing life and food when I was 19. I mean, that was mind-blowing, and I just wish somebody had told me that that was possible earlier. So I'm sorry it's taking me so long to find you. Um, We've got to trust God's timing on these things, but we are going to be in for a beautiful ride together. And I would love to hear from you. So if you want to write to me, uh, it's katie at katiespeaking.com, K-A-T-I-E at K-A-T-I-E-S-P-E-A-K-I-N-G.com. And um, you can go to my website, katiespeaking.com. I am actively looking for opportunities to come and speak and help and collaborate on events and collaborate on podcasts and collaborate on in-person events, books, trainings, you name it. So um, if that's something that you're interested in doing, please let me know and uh, let me uh, just sign off with a prayer. Father God, I thank you so much for my new friend who's listening right now. It's true that you have a purpose and a plan for their life. And it's true that you have a purpose and a plan for my life. And I pray, Father, that we would remember (laughs) 
just as the psalmist says in Psalm 139, in so many different ways that you are always thinking about us, that in Romans 8, 26 through 30 and 35 through 39, that you are the best friend that we could ever have, that it's truly your work that softens our heart, as Ezekiel 36, 26 says, and that whatever we're going through right now, it is a season and it won't last. That's in Ecclesiastes 3, 1 through 8. And then lastly, Lord, it's amazing that the God of the universe cares about every single thing about us, everything. There's nothing that you don't care about. Father, I pray for our hearts that we would have more faith. Your word says that it's a gift from you. I pray that we would have more hope. I pray that we would have more courage to live true to live true to what you have put in our hearts, the good desires to follow you, that we wouldn't be afraid. Father, I pray that you would help us to love from a place where we have received and been filled by you first. Father, help us to remember that there's nothing we can do to earn your love. You've already done it. You've done the whole thing beginning to end on the cross. Father, it is out of your love for us that we will love others. So for the person who is tired right now, Lord, I'd pray that they would go take a nap. For the person who is feeling convicted that they haven't lived honestly in an area of their lives, I pray that they would uh, confess that to you and make a decision today to take that area of their life and commit it to you and start with an action right now that they can do that will put them on your path whether that's in their faith, their finances, their family and relationships, their friendships, whether that's in their fitness and health. Lord, thank you for these bodies you've given us. Thank you for the relationships in our lives, Lord. I know that you are going to bring so much wisdom on this podcast and I can't wait. It's going to be a thrill. I pray right now in the name of Jesus for the listeners who feel called for the listener who feels called to speak for you, to write for you, to declare your goodness to the next generation, I say yes and amen to that desire in Jesus' name. I pray that they will get the help, the support, the encouragement they need, whether that's through me or someone else that is loving you, God, and that is submitting their whole life to you. May we be men and women who live true before you, Father. Search our hearts, Lord. See if there be any wicked way in us and lead us in the path of everlasting life. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you so much for joining me. I can't wait to hear from you. Please let me know your thoughts, especially if you were challenged or encouraged by this first introductory episode, and I'll see you next time. God bless.